Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast Series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the Scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Welcome to Day 52 of the Through the Bible in a Year series of the PC Speaking Podcast. Today we are reading from the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 13, which is a pretty long chapter. I guess they're making up for... uh, Yeah, chapter 12 being a short one. And then Mark chapter 5 in the New Testament. Leviticus 13 uh, outlines laws concerning uh, leprosy, skin disease, gives procedures for diagnosing and quarantining people suffering from leprosy. It emphasizes the need to differentiate between clean and unclean in matters of both health and ritual purity. Moving over to the New Testament, our reading from Mark chapter 5 gives us several uh, several remarkable encounters with Jesus. He heals a demon-possessed man in the region of the Gadarenes. Um, in doing so, he displays his authority over spiritual forces. He also demonstrates compassion, healing a woman suffering from chronic bleeding. And he rises Jairus' daughter. And something to think about as we read today, this is probably more in line with the New Testament reading, but something to think about with Old Testament reading too, I suppose. Think about the authority of Jesus uh, over both physical and spiritual things. Let's go to our reading. In the Old Testament, what's where we'll start? Leviticus uh, chapter 13, verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, when a man shall have a swelling in his body's skin or scab or bright spot, and it becomes in the skin of his body, the plague of leprosy, then shall he be brought to Aaron, the priest, or to one of his sons, the priest. The priest shall examine the plague in the skin of the body. If the hair in the plague has turned white and the appearance of the plague is deeper than the body's skin, it is the plague of leprosy. So the priest shall examine him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot is white in the skin of his body and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin and its hair hasn't turned white, then the priest shall isolate the infected person for seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. Behold, if in his eyes the plague is arrested and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priest shall isolate him for seven more days. The priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. Behold, if the plague is faded and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, Then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is a scab. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spreads on the skin, after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall show himself to the priest again. The priest shall examine him. And behold, if the scab is spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall examine it. Behold, if there is a white swelling in the skin, and it has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic leprosy in the skin of his body. And the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not isolate him, for he is already unclean. If the leprosy breaks out all over the skin, and the leprosy covers all the skin of the infected person from his head even to his feet, as far as it appears to the priest, then the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the leprosy has covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean of the plague. It has all turned white, he is cleaned. But whenever raw flesh appears in him, he shall be unclean. The priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. 
the raw flesh is unclean, it is leprosy. Or if the raw flesh turns again and it's changed to white, then he shall come to the priest. The priest shall examine him. Behold, if the plague has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean of the plague. He is clean. When the body has a boil on its skin and it is healed, and in the place of the boil there is a white swelling or a bright spot or reddish white, then it shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine it. Behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin and its hair is turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. It is broken out in a boil. But if the priest examines it, and behold, there are no white hairs in it, and it isn't deeper than the skin, but is dim, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. If it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague. But if the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread, it is the scar from the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Or when the body has burned from fire on its skin, the raw flesh of the burn becomes a bright spot, reddish white or white. Then the priest shall examine it. And behold, if the hair in the bright spot is turned white and its appearance is deeper than the skin, it is leprosy. It is broken out in the burning, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. But if the priest examines it, and behold, there is no white hair in the bright spot, and it isn't deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. If it is spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. If the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread in the skin, but is faded, it is a swelling from the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is a scar from the burn. When a man or woman has a plague on the head or on the beard, then the priest shall examine the plague. And behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch. It is leprosy of the head or of the beard. If the priest examines the plague of itching and behold, its appearance isn't deeper than the skin and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall isolate the person infected with itching seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the plague, and behold, if the itch is spread, and there is no yellow hair in it, and the appearance of the itch isn't deeper than the skin, then he shall be shaved, but he shall not shave the itch. When, then the priest shall isolate the one who has the itch seven more days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the itch, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread in the skin, its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean." He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the itch spreads in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him. And behold, if the itch has spread in the skin, the priest shall not look for the yellow hair. He is unclean. But if in his eyes the itch is arrested and black hair has grown in it, then the itch is healed. He is clean. The priest shall pronounce him clean. When a man or woman has bright spots in the skin of the body, even white bright spots, the priest shall examine them. Behold, if the bright spots on the skin of their body are a dull white, it is a harmless rash. It is broken out in the skin. He is clean. If a man's hair has fallen from his head, he is bald. He is clean. If his hair has fallen off from the part of, the head, part of his head, he is forehead bald. He is clean. But if a reddish white plague is in the bald head, or the bald forehead, it is leprosy, breaking out in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the swelling of the plague is reddish white in his bald head or in his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprosy in the skin of the body, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest shall surely pronounce him unclean. His plague is on his head. 
The leper in whom the plague is shall wear torn clothes and the hair of his head shall hang loose. He shall cover his upper lip and shall cry unclean, unclean all the days in which the plague is in him. He shall be unclean. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it is in warp or wolf of linen or wool, whether in a leather or in anything made of leather, if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment or in the leather or in the warp or in the wolf or in anything made of leather, it is the plague of leprosy and shall be shown to the priest." The priest shall examine the plague and isolate the plague seven days. He shall examine the plague on the seventh day. If the plague is spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the wolf or in the skin, whatever use the skin is used for, the plague is a destructive mildew. It is unclean. He shall be burned the garment, whether the warp or the wolf in the wool or in linen or anything of leather in which the plague is, for it is destructive mildew. It shall be burnt in the fire." If the priest examines it, and behold, the plague hasn't spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the wolf or in anything of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing that the plague is in, and he shall isolate it seven days when the priest shall examine it. After the plague is washed, and behold, if the plague hasn't changed its color and the plague hasn't spread, it is unclean. You also burn it in the fire, it is mildewed spot." whether the bareness is inside or outside the skin. If the priest looks and behold, the plague is faded after it is washed, then he shall tear it out of the garment or out of the skin or out of the warp, out of the wolf. And if it appears again in the garment, either in the warp or in the wolf or in anything of skin, it is spreading. You shall burn what the plague is in with fire. The garment, either the warp or the wolf or whatever thing is of skin it is, which you shall wash. If the plague is departed from them, then it shall be washed the second time and it shall be clean. This is the law of the plague of mildew in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or the wolf or in anything of skin to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. Over to Mark chapter five in the New Testament. They came to the other side of the sea in the country of Gadarenes. When he had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always night and day in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed to him and crying out with a loud voice, he said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, you son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He asked him, what is your name? He said to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now on the mountainside, there was a great herd of pigs feeding. All the demons begged him, saying, send us into the pigs that we may enter into them. At once, Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons, sitting clothed and in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what had happened, who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from the region. 
As he was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. He didn't allow him, but said to him, go to your house, to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. He went his way and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. When Jesus crossed back over in the boat to the other side, a great multitude was gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Behold, one of the young rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, came, and seeking him, fell at his feet, and begged him much, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her, that she may be made healthy and live. He went with him, and a great multitude followed him. And they pressed upon him on all sides, a certain woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things by many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Having heard the things concerning Jesus, came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. For she said, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus perceived in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the multitude pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house saying, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus, when he had heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be afraid, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brothers of James. He came to the synagogue ruler's house and he saw an uproar, weeping and great railing. When he had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed him. But he, having put them all out, took his father, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was laying, taking the child by the hand, and said to her, Talith kumi, which means, being interpreted, Girl, I tell you, get up. Immediately the girl rose up and walked, for she was 12 years old. They're amazed with great amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Well, that's our uh, reading for today. Only two chapters, two pretty lengthy chapters. Let's get into uh, a couple of devotional thoughts and meditations as we finish out the day. Um, I'm going to give you something that you can do, but I want to preface it with this, a bit of a warning on it. Proceed with caution if you're going to do this thing that I'm about to tell you. It's not recommended if you're squeamish or easily upset. So be sensible about that. But one thing you can do um, is do a Google image search for leprosy and reflect on the symbolic significance of leprosy as a representation of sin because it's often, you know, compared that way in the Bible. Something to think about and just see what, you know, what's sin looks like from a spiritual perspective. But like I say, don't do that unless you, um, if your constitution isn't up for it, don't do it. Um, consider the isolation and restoration process outlined for those with leprosy and how might this parallel the journey of repentance and separation from sin and restoration in your walk with God. And how do you, identify and address spiritual impurity or sin in your life. 
Are there areas that would do well with some isolation or separation for a while for some spiritual healing and restoration? Well, those are our thoughts and meditations for today to settle our minds in God's word and our hearts as well, of course. And that's our reading for the day. And I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. Even if the drums start beating,